in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the top 10 i am john roca and i am matt nost and we are here to bring you another week of sweet sweet uh, movie discussion action uh how are you sir doing good man recovering from vegas finally woke up this morning and was back to normal so uh it was a hell of a trip five days in that place um uh it's been a while since i've been to a convention a con of any kind so I re- I forgot how exhausting it can be going from place to place, especially Vegas when you're walking long distances. Even within the hotel, it takes you five minutes from your room to get to the place as you're hustling across the floor and you're walking through, uh, you know, casinos, you're walking through restaurants, you're walking through all these places and a bunch of people just to get there. Um, and then you're shoved, shuttled into with a bunch of people. I think it was six to 10,000, six to 7,000 people. We're inside that arena every, at, at any time for any of the, uh, the productions. And then you're sitting with the press who are like constantly writing and clickety clacking in the whole time. So it was a lot, uh, to, uh, to do. Plus driving four and a half hours there from San Diego and four and a half back or five back. It, it was just exhausting overall, but a great time getting to see so much stuff, uh, uh, Matt for sure. And then drove to LA yesterday, uh, for some business up there. So finally today I woke up. I'm like, okay, now I'm okay. I'm rested. So yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not too shabby. Uh, where'd you end up staying? Caesars. Uh, Snyder told me they had a rate there for the conference. So they removed the resort fee. Which was ah, okay. nice. Yeah. And they, uh, they dropped the rate per room per night, rather. They dropped it a little bit, uh, to, to around 150, 175 and then jacked it up in the last night because it's, it's closer a, to the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. You're always going to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not too bad then. Yeah. No, it wasn't too bad. It was a big room. It was a nice room, man. It had like a mini living room in it, uh, for a, a one bedroom king. It was pretty nice. You know, and once I figured out to, how to hook up the, uh, Ethernet cord, uh, eventually I was able to like, you know, record some stuff or some reactions and things like that or get on social media. So that's the key that I would tell people. If you go into Vegas, their Wi-Fi is spotty as fuck. So bring an Ethernet cord and look for the thing in the room to connect the Ethernet cord to. It'll be a lifesaver for you if you're trying to do any work in Las Vegas. So, um, but yeah, a really good and, and, you know, clean, no problem. They, ha- they cleaned it every day. Uh, I didn't have any issues with no smells, nothing. You know, so sweet. Good yeah, time. I've never stayed at Caesars, so I assume it was one of the nicer ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just massive. It's a uh, you know, it's on the good side of the strip. It, they are mm-hmm. you know, with all the residencies and whatnot, they're obviously putting money into the joint as opposed to others that are just a look decrepit compared by comparison. <laughs> yes, yes. Although the Vegas changes so much every couple of years at this yeah. point. That I'm sure even some of the ones the last time I was there was like three years ago. I'm sure there's already been drastic changes to, oh, well, that's what they did a remodel or this, that, and the other, yeah. especially with uh, COVID. Now is the perfect time. Hey, we can 
do all the things we've been wanting to do. Yeah. Because eventually these restrictions will be lifted and we can get right, right back to <laughs> stealing <laughs> people's money legally. <laughs> yeah. I didn't gamble once the whole time I was there. I just didn't, I didn't want to risk it, man. I, and, yeah. I, I talked to Snyder and he's like 60 bucks. That's all I gambled. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm not much of a gambler myself. I could do, I don't mind doing it, yeah, but sure. at the same time, it's not something that, uh, I, I tailor my uh, trip like that around. It would yeah. not be, Oh, I got to gamble. I'm gambling from this time to this time. She's like, ah, if you want to go, let's go. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather play poker because at least you can get a few hours out of it. Oh yeah. That's true. It's a good point actually. Yeah. 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 If I'm going to lose the money, which I more than likely am. Right. Right. Might as well try and get as much enjoyment out of it as I possibly can. Yeah. Like the people that play slots don't really make a lot of sense to me other than if you just like the, don't have to think about it. The brain just completely tuning out and just like, I can pull a lever or punch right. a button. I'm good right. to go. All right. Yeah. I mean, but it was, you know, but you know, seeing a bunch of people that I'm going to tell you, man, it's an unusual collection of characters in Vegas. Like people say for sure. Uh, people wearing all kinds of stuff from like the highest end suits to like uh, shorts with holes in them and sandals and shit. You know, you just see it all. A collection of people sitting at those tables. Yeah. It's the worst cross section of America. It really is. It really is. Like people think of it as this glitz and glamour. Like that's kind yeah. of there, yeah. but it's basically, it's like Hollywood during the day. It looks like shit. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. Vegas is, is fucking gross. Yeah. Um, we, we got the uh, first six episodes for season two of hacks and we watched them last night. It's great by the way. Um, but the shots from Vegas that they have in the show, I'm like, that is from a really good distance. And you're of course it looks so glamorous. Glamorous. <laughs> it's like yeah. once you get down to the street level, it is not glamorous in any way, shape, or form. So I just no. find that to be fascinating, man. Yeah, walk to any of the non how many ever major casinos are there yeah, are, yeah, yeah. and that's really what Vegas is. Like go to the downtown area, which they're trying to revitalize. Right, right. Which is like this is actual true proper Vegas. <laughs> and uh yeah, I mean it's the weirdest and then you also get people at their worst because they're trying oh. to have the most memorable experience of my life and you're like, dude, it's just another fucking town. Yeah. And they get to yeah. hotel. You're right about that. Yeah, just uh, oh man, I had the craziest time in Vegas. I'm like, all right, it's you could have done that in any town, really. Yeah, the last well, day, most of it. The last day and a half I was there, they were prepping for the draft because the draft was that Friday. Yeah. So, um, you know, I left that Friday, and I he was, and there was a bunch of people walking around with fucking shirts and uh jerseys and shit. And I got into an elevator with these this elder this older couple. I mean, I would say they're in their late sixties, man. And they were just regaling me with stories of all the ESPN personalities they'd run into and had them sign their shirts and stuff like that. Like Irvin, uh, Trey Wingo, Reese Davis, all these people that were, they were, they were running into and talking about. And I was just like blown away by this. Like, oh, this is such a big deal to some people. I forget that the draft, being there at the draft is a huge deal. I, uh... I, I don't know if I would ever do that now at this age. When I was younger, maybe it would be fun, but not now. So seeing someone in their sixties with his wife, uh, doing it. it was certainly an interesting experience, man. I, I've known several people that have gone to the draft. Oh, really? Oh, okay. went, I know a couple that went this year. Um, you know, a, a large chunk of my family lives in Nashville and that's where it was last year. Right on. So 
you know, my brother and other people went down to that. That's that's in your town, though. That's right. a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, traveling for the draft, I have heard of people. It's not something I'm, I agree. It's like I, it, I don't watch college football anymore, yeah. so I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the slightest clue until they take a snap in the pros. So uh it's all lost on me. And people are like, oh, who do you want the Bears to get? And be like, well, here are our weaknesses, but I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing that we need, like an, a player we should target. I don't know anybody's name. Yeah, I don't know why that is. That's starting to happen to me too. You know, and I was deep, deep into college football for decades. But this last year, I barely paid attention. Even on the show when we used to do game time on the Outland Nation Channel, I, I would – I'd have a hard time talking about college football because I wasn't watching it with the same kind of consistency and passion as I had in the past. The truth is because other things are just on my mind now. Other things are grabbing my attention. So I don't have the same commitment to it as I did in the past, which I think sucks for me because I, I love college football and I used to love college basketball. I mean, I still do to a degree, but I don't watch it with anywhere near the time or passion that I used to in the past, which I, I hate it. I hate that I'm, Moving past it a little bit. Yeah, the pro stuff, always on top of that shit. But the college stuff, for whatever reason, I just have kind of moved past it, you know? Sucks. Yeah, you know? But at the same time, for me, it was, it's the product. Mm. So when I watched college football or basketball, especially college basketball, it's like if you have one superior player, it's not even close. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. And in football, that's not necessarily the case. Right. Uh, but you know, you do pad your schedule with bullshit teams that just yeah. like, why are you playing this other than just to get an easy win yeah. to rack it up for the end of the season? But then you watch the pros and you're like, dude, did you see so-and-so make a catch? Like that was amazing. Yeah. That was only the second game of the day. And then there's three more that night. And that's what you get with the pros. Yeah. Just like at the level is infinitely better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like watching, you know, it's some independent film and appreciating what they're able to do on a limited budget on actors yeah. that may not have the seasoning and be like, Oh yeah. Like Chris Nolan's early work. Yeah. 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 And then you'd be like, oh. yeah. And once he got a budget, look at the amazing things he can yeah. do <laughs> with actors who are fantastic and whatever. It's like, yeah, well you could tell that he has a steady hand behind the, you know, the, the lens, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I got over the appreciating and I'd rather just marvel at the spectacle. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And we have, uh, Paul Cree and Matthew Hasso joining us right now. We've got four of you joining us, uh, but those two are commenting in the chat. Paul saying, I've only been to Vegas once and stayed at Excalibur. Uh, okay. Yeah. And Hasso saying, yeah, Paul, that was my one and only time and glad I went with my wife. Had I gone my, in my youth when I was single, I can't even imagine the kind of trouble, uh, I would have gotten into. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, that is, that is a town where you can get into a shit ton of trouble as a young person. I, I can see it happening all over the place, man. Cause you're, you're testing your limits. You're, if you're built that way, you're testing how far you can go. And there's so many avenues to explore your tastes, for lack of a better term. Sure. Uh, so I think that absolutely that, that town could, uh, cause you some trouble down the could road. Could corrupt you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, Thankfully, when I was a drunk, I was broke. So going to Vegas was never an option. <laughs> I went twice ever before I quit drinking, and it was well before I was a full-on, you know, yeah. booze hound. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that because now I just go, and it's fine. Yeah. It's like whatever. Uh, 
But yeah, I would rather if I'm going to spend my vacation time or go somewhere on a trip, I'd infinitely rather go so many other places. Yeah. But but I don't think I did got the full experience out of it though. I mean, the CinemaCon was great, but I didn't go see any of the shows and I should have gone to see at least one of the shows. And I don't know, I don't either being tired, being lazy, being exhausted, uh, from a con as opposed to my thirties or forties doing a con. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it just kind of like wore me out. And so by the time seven or eight o'clock, Jeff will tell you, like I didn't go out with him other than the, than the second to last night we were there. We went out at a great steak dinner. But um, by the time it was done, I went right up to bed at 10 o'clock instead of going to go play the slots with him or do something with him for a couple hours. Where in the past, I totally would have. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm a little mad at myself that I didn't take advantage to go see. Like, I did want to see Wayne Newton for the Kitsch Factor. I wanted to see the Beatles thing. I wanted to see a couple of things that I mentioned. And it just didn't work out. Um, ben Morrison's coming in November, and I'm considering that, like, going to see. Now that I've been in that Coliseum uh, at Caesars, which is a fucking incredible uh, space. The the sound is insane. Yeah, it um, have to be. Yeah, uh, I think I might consider it like taking Lindley for a weekend and we go there and, you know, drive up on a Friday, stay there overnight, go to see the concert on Saturday night, then drive back on Sunday. So maybe I'll do that. But like, I, I can see it being like a weekend, but multiple days, it just kind of wears on you, man. Uh, Yeah, I don't, there's no show that goes there that I've ever said to myself, oh, I really, I mean, it's been a long time. I went and saw, right. I specifically traveled there one time for a show. Uh, it was when I was 20. Okay. So I couldn't even enjoy, it's like 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even enjoy all of what Vegas has to offer. Wow. I almost wasn't able to get a hotel room too. Oh, damn. Yeah. Flew out there. And uh, didn't have a hotel room. None of my friends did. Wow. Well, you figure it's Vegas. Yeah. There's a fucking million hotels. And I was the only one with a credit card. And they were reluctant to take my credit card. I don't remember why. I just remember it was a pain in the ass. And that's when I stayed at Circus Circus one night and Riviera the next. Uh, Because those were at the end of the strip. They were also the cheaper. But they were like, yeah, it's fine. And they took my card. Uh, I don't, I still, I don't remember for the life of me. It was so long ago, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the only time I've specifically gone to Vegas for a right concert. On. Alex yeah. Russell said, I was in Vegas last month. MGM grand pool complex is awesome. Yes. It has a lazy river. Ooh. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, I would do that if it was there, but I'm not going to go to Vegas to go. I, you know, yeah. I'll go to fucking, uh, what's the one out in Diamond Head, uh, that Bill and Ted's is based on? Oh, I don't know. What you mean, like a show? Uh, no, 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 oh, the water park. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a huge water park right there that I can go to. Okay. Uh, or I think Magic Mountain has one as well. Right. Um, but I don't know that I have a single friend that would go with me. I would still go. <laughs> I like those. The huge slides and stuff. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I haven't done one since I was like 20, I think 27 or 8 was the last time I went to any of those. Wow. Wow. Well, I still go to amusement parks, but it's really difficult as an adult to find somebody else to be like, hey, you want to strap on a bathing suit and go run around with a bunch of 10-year-olds? It's not the easiest endeavor. I don't have – most of my friends will look at me side-eyed and be like, no. uh, Why are you going? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's fun. It's hot. Why Why is this weird? (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to go pee in somebody else's pool. Let's uh but why are you make me feel weird about it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to strip down to my bathing suit and run around. Around a bunch of children. What's wrong with that? Yeah, right. A bunch of the uh, twelve and fourteen year olds who are acting too cool for school, but they they reluctantly want to have as much fun as you do. Oh boy. Trying to cut in front of line in front of you, you know? Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I would go. If we want to uh do a a, a top ten meetup and we all meet at a water park, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Let's fucking do it. We'll do a live show and then we'll do the rides at the water park as we, with mics. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. How's the how are the playoffs going for you there, Matt? Our, our NBA check in here. How are the playoffs going for you, buddy boy? I worked, you know, starting round two. All yeah. the teams that you thought would make it out of the first round pretty much made it out of the first round. Pretty much, yeah. The Wolves did. The Wolves were a little pesky, but in the end, sure, I mean, they had the lead in both those games, dude. Three games, they had the double digit lead in the fourth quarter. Fuck, man, that's a shame. But then again, if you're the Wolves, you're like, look, we got something to build on. We we got. Yeah, we can do this. We just got to get maybe one or two more guys that can really, really help. And now that we've had this playoff experience and seasoning, Mm -hmm. we'll come back a little stronger next year, hopefully. Yeah, maybe it's a Phoenix or a Memphis situation where young guys show growth, young guys explode next year. Although next year, if everybody's healthy, the West just got infinitely deeper. Once Zion comes back, you got the Clippers. You know the Lakers are going to attempt to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's still going to be difficult. Utah is going to blow it up. And oh who God. knows what the, the trailblazers are going to be, but I don't think Utah makes the playoffs next year. Mm-hmm. So there's one spot, yeah, but that's true. Uh, it's still, it's still going to be frisky, but yeah, you know, everybody, they, they, Toronto was the only one that I thought had a chance. Mm-hmm. Yes, you and, did. And, uh, yes, did. going into game six, you know, I was watching and I was like, they're holding their own. And then the third quarter, the Sixers just blew the doors off and there was God, not a whole lot. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, but now uh, Embiid's out for at least games one and two. So that's, you know, it looks, if they can steal one of those, that's huge. I really don't think they can. Hell no, I don't think they can. <laughs> I mean, because James Harden, I mean, versus Jimmy Butler, that doesn't seem like. No. When does James, James Harden, Harden step up into in adversity? In in the playoffs, especially. Yeah. When has he ever stepped up? He's right? the best at front running. Oh, yeah. He's the best. You're up by 12. Boom. Here comes a step back and another step back. And he's amazing. If you're down by five, I don't, I think he's going to shrug it off and just call it a loss. <laughs> like, Jesus, man, there's still two quarters to go here. You're not going to fucking try. Yeah, All right. Tomorrow. We got a couple, we can play him a couple days. Yes. Yeah. But that Memphis Golden State game last night was fantastic. Oh, dude. I, okay. And that's a fucking flagrant. Don't tell me that's not a flagrant. That's a flagrant. You know Draymond. You know it's exactly true. what he's fucking doing. So, Is he? you know. Come His on. history indicates that he knew what he was doing. Yes, he did. I don't think he should be ejected for that. Okay. But at the same time, if that was his first offense, I think it would be something we could all be up in arms about. I agree. A thousand. But the fact that it's Draymond, it's kind of like, ah, I, yeah. maybe you didn't mean to hit him in the face. I don't <laughs> think so. But you haven't really built up enough goodwill in that regard. He's the only this. one that does it, Matt. That's the thing that yeah. frustrates me. He's the only one that pulls off the most insane bullshit moves and says they're a basketball play. Go fuck yourself. The kick out with the leg? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Punching LeBron in the balls. Punching LeBron in the balls. 
And then he's, he was on the mic, you know, you know, it's my reputation. That's what got me this. this no, yeah. Well, yes, but the reputation also, you built. Exactly. His, his real problem is if he gets two more flagrant runs, ones or one more flagrant two, he suspended a game. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to the playoffs. Yeah. That's a good point. So Which yeah. you could argue is what cost them the title that year. Yes. Oh, I a hundred percent. The momentum shifted. Yep. Yeah. And he showed up in game seven. He was arguably the best warrior on the court that series in game seven. Yeah. Uh, but still they had lost that. I mean, they're up, they're going to crush them and it just changed the entire dynamic. How do you, I know this is a bigger discussion to have. Maybe we can have it in two minutes. Like how do you assess the titles for LeBron? Like what is, I mean, the San Antonio one took a miracle bounce for, and the, and great heads up by Chris Bosch to throw it out to Ray Allen. Sure. And then the Santa, the, the Golden State one, it's the balls in the, the Draymond Green with a bunch of balls. The Lakers one is during the pandemic. Like, is there, is there one that you're just like, or is there two or three championships that you're like, wow, he, he really owned that shit? Because I mean, even the three one, as I said, is marred by the Draymond Green ejection. Yeah. But at the same time, they, they never gave up. It's true. So to come back from three one, the only team that's ever done it. Yeah. In the finals, no less, with all the pressure in the world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, yes, I still think the Warriors win that, but it doesn't matter. They won. Yeah. And right. the team right. was at full strength, you know, yep. for a couple of those games Except, to close yeah. and they right. still right. beat them. So, yeah. you know, uh, I think that's a, a legitimate one. They're all legitimate. Even the right. bubble ones, like that's a very specific set of circumstances and they managed to. Yeah. Pull everybody together, even with like Avery Bradley choosing not to go to the bubble and they still weathered losing a player. Yeah. Um, you know, every championship has that stuff. I, I, I think the Warriors beat the Raptors. If right. They don't you, have, we talked about that. Yeah. 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 If Clay, even if Clay stays healthy, I think the Warriors win that. It doesn't uh, matter. Especially if Clay stays healthy, they win that. Absolutely. Yeah. With you, Matt. But if, if, all three of them are still out there for the entire series. There's, I don't believe in my heart of hearts that Toronto could remotely match the firepower. I, uh, I think it doesn't the, matter. I think the Thunder one is the only one that is without any kind of asterisk or any kind of possible argument. Yeah, they were the much better team. The Thunder yeah. were so young. Yeah. 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 That, uh, it's just interesting. You know, it was a look towards that. Wow. These guys are going to be a real problem. And then. Mm-hmm. Through injuries and the uh, Oklahoma City being cheap for one year, yeah, I, uh, they would have paid tax for one year, and instead of doing that, they shipped out James Harden, and it was just like that was the downward spiral for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, you remove the buffer between Russell and Durant. Once you remove the buffer, <laughs> they were eventually going to implode. Yeah. Ugh. And also having somebody that good off the bench coming in and being able to score 20 consistently is fucking huge. Yeah. And look, uh, this is no knock on LeBron. I mean, LeBron has taken so many teams to the finals. He's been in the playoffs so many times. And look, they won those championships largely because LeBron mentally kept them in those series when it looked tough or when it looked like it wasn't possible. So, yes, it it relied on a couple of outside factors or a couple of lucky bounces, but in the end, they still got the job done. So, I mean, like you said, they're all legitimate. I just feel like that yeah, was there's, the only dominating one was one. Yeah, there's a hierarchy yeah. too, but it, I think that exists for all championships. Yeah. Because well, for years, you know, people were pointing out, oh, the Warriors lucked out with health. 
certain yeah. teams along the way were missing, like Chris Paul is down for the Clippers and whatever right. else. I'm like, that's part of this. Right. We're right. going through it right now with the resiliency of some teams to soldier through. Yeah. And, you know, Milwaukee beat Boston last night and Chris Middleton is still out. And that yeah. was going to be to me like the, the biggest deciding factor. And right now the two J's shot pretty poorly uh, for Boston. Bucks played good defense on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Giannis and Lopez were, you know, giving no quarter mm-hmm. to those guys when they were playing them. And then you still have Drew Holla. It's just yeah. injuries are part of it. And right now Milwaukee is playing well. So if Philly wins one of two in Jeez. Miami, that'd be wildly impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll see. And then the, you know, Phoenix against Dallas, that should be a good series. Yeah. And, uh, Luca's good. Yeah. Still favor Phoenix, but should be a good yeah. series. Luca has a team that's pretty solidly de- designed around him right now. Yeah. And Phoenix showed some issues in that first round that we haven't seen all year. So there are possibilities. Mm-hmm. There are possibilities. And book with a few more days of rest. Hopefully his hammy is back to full strength and we get a legit series. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, second round starting. I think the Bucks are going to win four one in that series. I just, I just have a feeling they're just not over the seas. Yeah. Uh, I think Boston. You think it was seven, six? Oh, this is, I, I think there's going to be a tight, that defense is so legit. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, you assume there's going to be a couple of games where it's just like, I'm, you can't get through them. Yeah. And then if Brown and Tatum are both going off, they don't have a one, two punch right now without Middleton it's true. to really deal with that. Uh, yeah, I think this goes six or seven. Hmm. Okay. But. Kudos to Milwaukee for winning the first on the road. Yeah, it's true. If they take the second one, are you readjusting your assessment? Oh, of course. At that point, because <laughs> now you're going to back to back at home. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the this cliche saying is it's not a series until somebody wins on the road. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, so, it's the series now. <laughs> it's now officially a series. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. It's, it's exciting though. These are, I like all these teams. This has been fun to watch for sure. I've, I've made literally very clear. I've made it very clear. I will yes. be sneaking off to watch these games as much as possible. Can I duck out for two seconds? I'm getting a phone call that I have to take. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Knock right, yourself out. One second. Sorry All about right. this, everybody. All right. When you come back in, I'll put you back on. Okay. All right. Just me and you guys. Oh, wow. We're on the close up there. Sorry about yeah. that. Uh, he's getting a phone call. Oh, well, he's, uh, let's mute him so we don't hear his phone call. There we go. How are you guys doing? How are things? I know we're live. We're hanging out. Um, let's talk a little bit about Cinecon. I'm going to talk about it, I think, on my channel here in a little bit as well. But yeah, um, what a great time it was there in Vegas, getting to see so much of the, um, footage. You know, I saw footage from, uh, as, we, as I said, 30 minutes of Lightyear from Disney, which was incredible. 30 minutes of animated footage for Lightyear. Then got to see a bunch of Doctor Strange stuff, got to see some new footage. The, I think it was the opening 15 minutes of the film they showed us. They're at uh, Comic-Con and you're, you're it, it, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Obviously just like everything you've seen in the trailer, there are shades of it in the first few minutes of the film for sure. That was really cool to see. Um, what else did I get a chance to see? Oh yeah. The announcement of the new title for Spider-Verse for the uh, across the Spider-Verse beyond the Spider-Verse. A lot of people think beyond the Spider-Verse means that they're going to be, uh, you know, going into live action. That they're going to cross universes into live action, which I think is actually kind of interesting. And it makes sense with the uh, definition of beyond. It means you're going past 
the Spider-Verse as it, ex- as it exists in animated form. So that'll be interesting for sure. Um, and the, sh- the stuff they showed us, it shows about 15 minutes of that as well. And uh, most of it was still in pre or anima, an- animatronic. And was it what they call it? it animatics. Oh, they were still in animatics with most of the stuff they showed us, which was great to see and had a lot of fun seeing that stuff as well. And then, um, what else did I take to get a chance to take a look? I've got, oh yeah, Wonka. I got a chance to, to see Wonka. Um, uh, a little bit of that. And I like the approach they're doing with that prequel. There's going to be new songs. Uh, there's certainly a mother son story. That's a part of it as well. So that's all in this as well. Oh, Matthew. Thank you very much. Matt, uh, Matthew Hasso saying congrats on your board membership for the HCA. That's right. Yeah. I was, um, I accept, uh, they appointed me that, you know, there was application process and whole thing. And I was chosen to be one of the board members. For the new board that's, uh, is, is in effect now. We signed the papers yesterday for the Hollywood Critics Association. So for those of you who know how much I've worked and how hard I've worked over the last two years, two years plus, I guess now to establish my name as a critic, to establish myself out there. And I'm still, I've still got miles to go, but to build it at my pace, um, to now have this happen for me at this stage in my career is great. So we'll see where it leads to and where it goes and. You know, one of the reasons that I've uh, walked away from the stuff I've walked away from is to create space for new opportunities and certainly being a board member now with the HC is that. So thank you, Matthew Hasso. I appreciate it. Oh, well, Matt's back. All right, let's bring him back in. Uh, wait, how can I? How come I can't figure out? Okay. There you go. There we are. All right. There, there we go. go. Sorry about that, everybody. No worries, no worries. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it since we're uh, we're already thirty minutes into the show. We should jump into our list here, Matt. What are we talking about today? Or do you want to talk about other stuff? What do you want to do? No, no, no. Let's uh, let's get into it. So this was to the man of the hour, uh, Mr. Hasso, since he's uh, yeah uh, watching along in the chat. He uh, is a boss Hawk member, and he submitted a topic that we liked a lot, which is um, basically first time action stars. So somebody that. The, and movies from first time action stars, somebody that was already doing movies and then made the leap into action films. Right. Right. And then right. we're ranking. I, at least I interpret it as then I'm ranking the films based on how I like those films. Yeah. 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 In my top 10 list. And, uh, it was interesting getting into it because you start thinking like, oh, okay, what about this for this person? And then right. I went through their IMDb and be like, oh yeah, I forgot they did two or three other films before this one. Yeah. Right. And I may or may not like them or they don't rate as high as the others. So I had to exclude them from the list because I'm airing on the what he asked for, which is their first. Yeah. So who made the jump and was mo- basically most successful? Yeah. Uh, in their first. So I, and, uh, I looked at it also as they've already been in movies. Yes. So they've got a little bit of a track record and then boom, they're just doing action all of a sudden. Yeah. And it could be a long track record for, one or two individuals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I tried to have some sort of, they were established as one thing and then made the leap over here. Uh, yeah, that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. I think that's a, what I did as well. Like in my head, I was like, okay, what, uh, did I know them first in my consciousness in films as an action star? Or did I know them in my consciousness as something else? And they, then they became an action star. So that really eliminated a big one for me. So I was surprised. I was like, okay, I got to take this one off because my own approach to this is 
you know, with the spirit of the list, at least in my opinion, was um, someone you did not anticipate becoming an, uh, being an action star or doing an action movie, and then they show up in an action movie and and it's damn good. And so yeah. that's the way I looked at it. So you know, I had to eliminate one really, really big one, but in the end, it was the right decision because the only the first time I got to know them on film was during an action movie, so uh, it wasn't a surprise to me. So. Yeah, and this is I I think this is a very subjective in that yeah, yeah, yeah. regard because there's there's another actor where he had been working for 15 years before this. Right, right. And right, doing right. all kinds of different stuff, but my introduction to him was yeah. action films. So I think of him as an action actor right. amongst other things, he's done series, he's done this that and the other, but it's just yeah. like yeah, but I only knew him as this for a long time. Right. Right, right, right. Um so yeah, just like winnowing down and other ones like, Oh yeah, what about this one? And then start thinking about it and be like, they, they had this previous <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah. yeah. It's like, nah, if we're going to say their first action, yeah, their first action is probably this. Yeah. And there's another one. I was like, ah, this is a good one. And then he has three previous that are on the spectrum of action. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. The, I don't know that you would classify it as an action film first, but it's borderline. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Cause if I cheat for that one, then I, I can make that case for yeah. three, four other individuals and it just muddies up the list. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So it looks like we approach it roughly the same way. Yeah. I think so too. Um, so how does the show work, Matt? Um, once Mr. Hasso gave us a topic, we went our individual ways and created personal top 10 lists. We show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Um, okay. so jumping right in, this is probably a punt. Okay. Uh, which is bad boys with Will Smith. Uh, that is actually my number 10 as well. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my for god. Both of them. For both of them. For Will and Martin. I okay, sure. I, I, I mean, neither one of them let us know that they were going to do an action movie quite like this. You know? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of Will primarily because he's just had a few more movies under his belt. Well, Martin had been in the, I mean, Do the Right Thing, which is before Will did a first film, I think. And so Martin had been part of an ensemble. In other films, and then boom, here he comes pairing up with Will right after both of them had been successful, him with Fresh Prince and him with Martin. So to me, they both kind of qualify exactly the same stage in their lives. Although Will had had the, what, six degrees of separation, this was them kind of coming in at the same time with the same pedigree. Yeah, I think yeah. he had six degrees and one or two others. It was Made in America before this? Oh, yeah, it was. Right, as the, as, uh, was it Whoopi Goldberg's? Ted Danson, Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Where then Ted, uh, they started dating and Ted did blackface at some event. Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted. Uh, yeah, all that matters is Whoopi found it funny. It's, uh, I, it's not all that matters. I disagree with you, but certainly. I think between the two of them. Yeah, yeah between the two of them, sure. But like for the, uh, for the platform he has to do that was really stupid. Just stupid. In my I, I, I can't deny what you're saying there, but. <laughs> If it was for someone I was dating and she was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'd do it. I love it. I'd be like, okay, uh, no problem. Because the only person I'd be worried about offending is you. So if you <laughs> think this is, this is good, then I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking at that right now with Will. Yeah. Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince was 89, 90, Blossom. I was on a Blossom episode. That's hilarious. Mm. 
Where the Day Takes You, Made in America, Six Degrees Separation, then Bad Boys. Okay. Right. So that was the lead up from 91 to 95 or 92 to 95. That was the lead up. And then Independence Day right after that. So yeah. 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 That one was like borderline of there's not a lot of track record here. Right. Right. But there's with, enough of a runway. With Martin, it had been Do the Right Thing, House Party, Talking Dirty After Dark, House Party 2, Boomerang, and then Bad Boys. And that was three years between Boomerang and Bad Boys. So he had established himself as essentially kind of an ensemble guy. Yeah. But I I imagine he started doing Martin. Yeah, in 92, started doing Martin. So that kind of took his attention away from films. So, yeah. So I think they both qualify at the stage that they're at. Both were surprises to be in this. But Uh, Will Smith is the choice. I agree with you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Good Uh, choice. And it's kind of one of those of you saw and you're like, yeah, this makes sense. And then he goes on to do action film after action film after action film to fully solidify that is part of, you know, the canon of Will Smith. Yeah. Um, and you know, did that at the Oscars as well. Okay. There it is. (laughs) He's got a brand and he's sticking to it. This guy is no nonsense action. Oh boy. All right, what's your nine? Before we get in trouble, what's your nine, man? Uh, my number nine, um, is skirting the line on action. Okay. Uh, Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, dude, that was a final cut. I was so, it's so, so fucking close to adding it. It's right on that line. Is it, it is. action? There's a ton of action in it. There is. Right. Yeah. So, but if you want to say it's not an action film first, I agree with you. But I hear you. You're right. Like, but there's a lot of action. Right. There's a lot of action in this. There is. There is. There's a ton of people that get killed. Yeah. There's big set pieces. He has hand to hand combat. He shoots a rifle. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the running, find me somebody else who can run through the forest like that and it's engaging. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. With the it's music. really good. I will find you. Um, Stay alive. <laughs> but it's like, a, if you were going to fight me on it, that's fine. I had a backup. Oh, no. It was a great choice. It was a final cut. Like, really, for the reasons that we just talked about. Yeah. I can't. Is it an action? Is it a war film? Since I can't like say. Right on that line. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it with a few others and be like, I think of that as a historical or a drama or whatever mm-hmm. first. And then yeah. it's got action in it. And so this one is a little bit closer to a gray area. But at the same time, if you force me to say, is it a straight up action film? Maybe not. Yeah, and I will say this. I tried to – I think I removed all the superhero films because, I mean, you could go through the MCU and do that with just about every origin film, for God's sake. So I, I stayed away from superhero films uh, overall. I, don't I have one. Okay. But, um, A lot of them, though, you really look at it and be like, eh, I don't – no, because you would have to include these three previous. Right, 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 right. Like they, that individual did this, this, and this. Now, they may have had a small part, but that is an action film. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought about two, but I settled on just one. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your, uh, that, what's your nine? Oh, that was your nine. So that what's was your my eight? nine? What's your eight? My eight is, uh, the Kingsman with Colin Firth. That's a punt. Okay. Punt. Uh, so the my 10 we said was Will Smith for Bad Boys. Sure. My nine is Michael Sarah for Scott Pilgrim. Go for it. I had no idea this son of a bitch was going to do an action film amidst the madness of Scott Pilgrim. And, you could, and I, you know, this is a comic book, so I avoided superheroes, but I certainly 
this is a comic book one that kind of qualifies in, in a broader sense for me. And I had no idea he was going to have these like a sword fight with Jason Schwartzman and all the stuff that he's doing, fighting off all the old exes of mm-hmm. um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the movie. Uh, and then also dealing with an attack from his ex-girlfriend uh, there as well. But yeah, I, I, and d- being Michael Sarah through the whole movie with the, <laughs> that kind of talk that he does all the time and being, uh, you know, kind of the judgmental, sarcastic son of a bitch, but also the hypocritical son of a bitch at the same time. Uh, so, um, and it's an enjoyable film. I really like this film. Uh, and Edgar Wright did a great job directing. It didn't catch on with public audience, with the public, which was a shock, but that still doesn't matter to me in terms of, I did not anticipate Michael Sarah to be doing fight choreography in a movie and be part of an action film yeah. himself. So yeah, that's why it's my I think in hindsight, it's a shock at the time. Hmm. I don't think it was that surprised because usually like a Michael Sarah film, more often than not to me, the more successful ones, they're billed as it's from the director. Oh, what do you mean? Like, like Judd Apatow or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you're thinking of the, individuals that helped like the entire package of putting it together. Right. I don't rush out to see a Michael Sarah film, um, but he is in films that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just me uh, personally. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you know, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Do you think of social network as his movie? No. Yeah. That's a good point. It's, it's Fincher's film. Right? It's Fincher's film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the way I feel with like, uh, Sarah. He's excellent. Like, he's excellent oh, he's excellent in it. I think that's easily the best he's ever been to me. Right. Well, you look at what, uh, Super Bad, Juno, Nicanor's Infinite Playlist, um, and then something called Paper Heart, Year mm-hmm. One, which I never saw, and then boom, Spot, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So. Yeah. So a spotty track record as far as box office. Yes, very much so. But I knew him as just this nerdy geeky kid who represents that generation of teenagers. And mm-hmm. so for him to jump into something like Scott Pilgrim, I was really shocked by it. So, um, okay. So then my number eight is uh, Angelina Jolie. Um, because I had seen her in Gia and I had seen her. In other things, and all of a sudden, here comes Tomb Raider, here comes Wanted, here comes, you know, these other films. And so for me, my thought of her was that she was this person who was really like an independent actress, independent film movie actress. And when she took something mainstream, I was really surprised by it. Um, Because what do you choose? Because her first two action films Mm -hmm. are The Bone Collector and Gone in 60 Seconds. I would take Gone in 60 Seconds, I would imagine. All right. Well, that's her second action film. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. the bone collectors are for that. I, I had her on my side I list. I don't consider bone collector an action film. It's more of a, what do you call it? Like a crime thriller. Okay. In an action sure. film. So. All right. So gone in 60 seconds is your choice. Yeah. I would take gone in 60 seconds, you know, but I'd seen her what in hackers. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, yeah. Girl Gia. interrupted Gia. But yeah. Pushing tin, playing by heart, girl interrupted. Right. And then it was, uh, gone in 60 seconds and then Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. So it's just that combo of those two back to back. All of a sudden she went into this whole nother direction. Uh, cause Break Credit Life was just two years later. Um, you're telling Sky me Captain, gone in yeah. 60 seconds is better than bad boys. Uh, am I telling you it's better than bad boys? Yeah. But no, it was more about a ranking of surprise, right? 
So for oh, me, I was I, going because he said movies from first time. Actually, I ranked the movies. Oh, according gotcha, to my gotcha, taste. Gotcha. Oh, and that's okay. what I thought you said you did at the stop. So that's why I brought up the. Oh, you really telling me yeah. you think Gone in sixty is better? Mm. That's fine if you interpreted the list differently. So be it. Hmm. I see what uh, you're saying. Okay. All right. But whatever. I mean, by that choice, like you said, it could have been a punt. Will Smith would be higher up if we're looking at. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. Okay. The bad boys wasn't like I. I figured top five, maybe four. Do I, I do I have to choose their first action movie? Is that the way this works? That's that's how I thought we read the list. Well, then, then I will put Gone in sixty seconds over Bad Boy. Yeah, I, I'll do it. I will stand by my. Uh, right, by, fair by enough. My... Look, it's your list, man. Damn right. You know, occasionally we sit down and fully define. Hey, we this do. is how I'm. Th- and other times it's just like this is going to be the topic, and we show yeah. up and. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. yeah, it comes down to the interpretation to be said, and that's that's part of the fun. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, I yeah, I I read it this way. Like, all right, so be it. <laughs> so be it. Yeah, so long as we're not saying because if we're choosing the actor, yeah, 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 that made the shift. Okay, that's a different list as opposed to choosing the movie. Right. Right. Because uh, then it's the actor and be like, oh, well, I was shocked when they made the segue into. Uh, you know, this genre as opposed to, well, your first one this is pretty right. spectacular for your first. Yeah. Yeah. True. Okay. All right. So that was your eight. That is my eight. Uh, my seven is taken with Liam Neeson. That's a punt. All right. Fair enough. What's your six? Uh, my six is the edge of tomorrow with Emily Blunt. That is a slight punt, but I like the choice, Matt. Um, my number seven is uh, Nicholas Cage, The Rock. That is a punt. Okay, if you say so. Um, Unta- okay, the guy that has gone in sixty seconds as number eight on his list is somehow judging mine. Okay, it's all subjective. It is uh, all subjective, and I can subjectively tell you, <laughs> not even close. Um, here, let me make sure I got this right. Okay, then my number six is I think this is correct, Chris Pratt. For either Zero Dark Thirty or Jurassic World. So it depends on if you think, he didn't lead Zero Dark Thirty, so that's tough for me to give him that. And that's more of a war film, so I kinda wanna go Jurassic well, Guardians World. Guardians came before. What? Which Guardians one? came before Jurassic World, did it not? I don't think But Zero so. Dark Thirty, I think technically would be his first action film. If that's an action film. I think that also skirts the line the same way Last of the Mohicans does. You're right. Guardians did come before Jurassic World, so I'll happily default to Guardians in 2014. Zero Dark Thirty, he's just an ensemble. Yeah, but he's one of the, the seals. Guardians. He leads Guardians. Yeah, so 100%. I will put Guardians there at six. Is that a punt? Did you put it on at all? Uh, I did not. Wow. I did not because Zero Dark, I already had one and he wasn't the lead of, and that was to me his first action film. Okay. So I kept it off. See, I was focused on them being leads in these films. That's what I was focused on. So was I. And then I'm lead and right. first, you know, first action film. Cause it's Jessica Chastain who's the lead. And then of the dudes, it's Joel Edgerton who's the lead. He's the one leading the guys. Yeah. So. I, I think I just. I looked at it as their first foray into action. Were gotcha. they the lead? How good was that movie? Gotcha, that was the, gotcha. and if they were, did two, three films that were action films before then, yeah. whether or not they were the lead, whatnot, it's like, ah, they're in an action film and yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not the lead and whatever the case is. 
True. Uh, True. But yeah, Guardians is fantastic. Okay. Uh, yeah. even with a push to replace Chris Pratt, <laughs> which James Gunn says it's not happening. Yeah. Unequivocally, that's fine. If you want him gone, then I'm gone too. This is really, we should, we should, what is this, man? We're going, I, I, calm down, everybody. Well, it's, it's what the church he goes to. Yeah. Has publicly espoused a couple of views that, that people don't like. I don't that know it beyond oh, okay. what it is. Okay. But know that. I don't know if he toes the line on that views, on those views. Yeah. I don't know how long he's been a part of that church. I don't know. I don't know anything about the situation other than. So people are upset because basically I think it also stems from he is pro Trump or at least was at one point. Okay. But that catches the ire of quite a few people. Yeah. I see. I guess it makes you an easy target. So now they're looking for other things to not like you about. I'm sure the fact that like, uh, I believe he has some sort of farm and he butchers his own animals <laughs> and eats like the whole animal. They had to eat the kidneys and the liver and all that. And so people are upset by that and be like, I, I think you guys are just looking for things to be upset with him about at this point. Yeah. But he hasn't come out. If he hasn't come out and said anything, then people are – It's oh, I see. The church has past connections with a history of discriminating against the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, uh, okay. But what, is, what does that is mean? That? Where is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and how long ago was in the past and what, what was their stance? And a lot of churches have a – All churches. Oh, okay. You're right. Not all churches. A lot. Not all. Right. But have a muddy, like some are more accepting than others, but yes. it's still like a weird, you got to give everybody time to, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of a new thing we're all becoming aware of. Yeah. Disney's like right now, they're on the fire pit right now. Uh, yes. Coming out. For this. Uh, yeah. And it's going to cost Florida taxpayers a lot of money, especially the yes. two counties that. Disney resides in. I feel bad for those people. I agree because DeSantis can swag around all he wants about, ah, no way Disney's going to make – Disney has so much money, they're going to f- go through his entire life and destroy him, finding all kinds of stuff about him. Hey, I, oh, I think he'll – Disney lawyers is not a good idea. They'll just pour money into his opponents. This is all just yeah. for him in the next pres- presidential right. campaign. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's posturing. It is a hundred percent. This is a national thing that's going to cost Florida taxpayers a yeah. billion dollars, yeah. roughly. Yeah, a billion dollars, so he can score national political points. What else is? But yeah, yeah, with Chris Pratt, like I don't know what it. I haven't investigated because I don't care. Yeah, yeah. and it's not to say that I don't care about your issue. Just like I have other things on my plate to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have the time to invest to get to the bottom of why you guys are upset. Somebody wants to explain it to me, please, by all means. Yeah. So here, back um, in 2019, Elliot Page publicly called Pratt out for attending an infamously anti-LGBTQ church, which prompted Pratt to make a rare statement. Prompted Pratt said this on state social media. It has recently been suggested that I belong to a church which hates a certain group of people, a certain group of people, quote, and is, quote, infamously anti-LGBTQ. Nothing could be further from the truth. I go to a church that opens their, door, their doors to absolutely everyone. So, um, yeah, and, you know, he's been getting raked over the coals for any comment he makes. Like, he made a comment about yeah. his wife, and people are like, oh, she's your possession? She's your th-. – it's like, man, where where's the line of this madness? Honestly, I, I think it all came from he's Republican. Yeah. And didn't come out allowed as, to be in this country. Yes. Make that clear. Yeah. But he's like one of the few Marvel people that wasn't, you know, pro-Biden, yeah, adamantly yeah. pro-Biden. Which 
catches the ire of. Listen, he's not the only one. Uh, I know. Shuri, uh, you know, a ter- a Teresa. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God, I can't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm so bad right now with, with names, but also Evangeline Lilly was at that anti-vax. She's starting to become more and more vocal. Yeah. Uh, uh, as being an anti-vax, what are you going to do with that? You know, so this is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, she's a minor forward. character in the scheme of Marvel. Yeah, like in the overall. She's not saying the Ant-Man franchise, but she's minor in the overall. Yeah, yeah see that? Yeah, yeah. But whereas Pratt is the lead yeah. of one of their best money makers, plus you have the Jurassic, right? Part three coming out, and he's more bankable star. Yeah, uh, Letitia so Wright is who I meant. Sorry about that, Letitia Wright. Yes. So yeah, look, Matt. As big as that universe is, you're going to bring people in or actors who are going to have different political beliefs. It's not all, and that shouldn't exclude you from working on something. And now, if you say horrific shit, that's where you get excluded or yeah. has to he has to step down. Like Bill Burr coming out defending Gina Carano, he's way off base with his bullshit. But you know, whatever. That's Bill's point opinion and his point of view, and that's fine. Gina's different points of views weren't the issue. It was the way she was using certain things to push her points of views that were eventually what got her. And she's gotten even worse on social media. So she's, she's not, it's not like she's gotten better. Might as well lean into it. Yeah, I guess so to get the followers. So, well, you know, you're not coming back to exactly this world. So you might as well fully envelop yourself in the other. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, but I hear that. I hear that, but it's unfortunate because, I mean, we shouldn't be in a place where if you don't believe how I believe, fuck you, you don't have to be a part of this. I know, but that's, that's what, I mean, it, you could say the humankind has always been like that. Yeah, true. But now we just have, everybody has a pulpit. Yeah, right. Um, for, for good or for ill. <laughs> I mean, it's got, you know, it's good to know where everybody stands. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, true. I, I, if you're a hateful prick, I want to hear you say, Hey, I'm a fucking demon. All right. It's good to know. I will stay away from you. Thank you for, yeah, yeah espousing your just terrible medieval point of view. Good that's for you. True. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'd much um, rather know that you're a shitbag than <laughs> pasting not. a smile on your face and everybody think that, you know, yeah. you're a good individual when that isn't the case. Yeah. Some people call themselves good people. Ain't so good people. Uh, anyway, all right, uh, should we take a break here and before we jump into our top fives, brother? Uh, yeah, let's do it. And we'll hear this quick word from our sponsor. See you guys in just a second. All right, welcome back. There we are. There's our ad break. So we're getting into our top fives. So far, we've had quite a bit of commonality. Let's yeah. see if that commonality stays true. I think it will for the most part. We shall see, man. We shall see. But at this point, you have a couple punts up top. I do. Uh, which means some of mine are not going to be up there for you. Oof. So my number five movie is Point yeah. Break with Keanu Reeves. That's my number four. Yes. Uh, no one saw this coming. Hell no, I did not see this coming. <laughs> I was borderline. I liked Keanu. At the same time, there's stuff like Parenthood, which I still don't like. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I, it just puts a knot in my stomach. It reminds me of seeing it in the theater when I was a kid. and I just didn't. I hated it. Okay. And uh it still elicits that kind of. Pavlovian response on some level. Yeah, <laughs> just the, uh, <laughs> I wish, like, Hulse, get your shit together, man. Why are yeah. you such an, yeah. uh, oh God, uh, yes, right? Oh, and so Diane Weist, um, yeah, just drove me up a wall as a kid, and that character still does. Yeah. Um, 
and whatever the case is, but outside of Bill and Ted's, like there was a lot of, well, my private Idaho was before this. Yes. Right. My private Idaho. Right. Uh, what else? There was like a couple others. Um, hold on. Let's see. My private Idaho. Yeah. He had a few of these like parenthood, uh, Bill and Ted's. Okay. Uh, oh God, I'm racking my brain. I'm not coming up with anything. Let's see. He done uh, some show, a uh, young blood. He was in young blood. Okay. Teen, something called Teenage Dream. River's Edge was also. All right. Um, the Night Before, which I have no idea what that it was. Permanent Record. Dangerous Liaisons. Sure. Of Pennsylvania. Parenthood. I Love You to Death, which was funny. Providence. And then boom, Point Break. So yeah. All of those are smaller, more independent films or uh, broader comedies. Um. So, yeah, none of those would have let you believe that he would go and do Point Break, which was completely out there. Yeah. Him and Swayze. Right. Swayze's another. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'd have to look. Is Roadhouse before this? Is that an action film or a fight film? What would you? Where would you put Roadhouse? By the way, never seen it. I watched the first 20 minutes the other night. It's I'm not back. good. It's not a good movie. It's not good. Um. um I I guess I would call it action just because the storyline is so stupid. You know what I mean? Like it, it, right, right. You have the emotional stakes of an action film, in my opinion. Well, he had done Uncommon Valor, which is a great sure the Gene Hackman. Yeah, forgotten Vietnam movie. He had done Red Dawn. That's an action. Oh, film. that's right. I forgot about. It. That's why I excluded him from the list. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Red Dawn, yeah. and I don't like Red Dawn. So, <laughs> oh yes, I don't um, like Warriors. I don't like The Outsiders. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's quite a few from that early eighties canon that people yeah. adore that I just don't care for. It's not your cup of tea. You didn't grow up. You were, you know, I was a little kid Come on. when those yeah. came out. So going back and revisiting just doesn't have the same enchantment for you me. You don't have the nostalgia that. for it, which is what helps. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Red Dawn, I, it's got a kitsch value. Sure. That I can appreciate. Sure. Having grown up in the eighties and the Red Menace, but, uh, that's yeah, uh, beyond that, you know, the Iron Curtain wasn't, it was more formidable before I was born. It's great to know now that so many generations that have come afterwards would be quite willing to open the door to a Red Scare. So, uh, it's good to know that now in, in our world, in our country. Um, anyway, so that was your, that was our five and four. And he's good in the movie. And he went off and did speed right afterwards. So there was a bunch of action stuff. Matrix. Yeah, I initially thought of Speed, and then I was making sure on his IMDb, and I was like, oh, I can't believe I thought of Speed before Point Break. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and an unlikely action movie between the two of them that is excellent. Yeah. And if Swayze hadn't done, you know, Red Dawn mm. previously, I would have considered Swayze for this, because I think he steals the movie, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the more interesting character. Yeah, I, I just find him more captivating yeah. on screen in that movie. Good looking guy in that movie. He's a very good looking guy in that movie. Yeah. And um, Anthony Kiedis is best acting. <laughs> Hands down. It's either that or that Charlie Sheen. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Henry Rollins in that Charlie Sheen film. The one with Christy Rollins, Swanson. Look, Henry Rollins' best acting is, is heat and everybody knows it, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without uh, a doubt. <laughs> And it's not that good. Uh, were, they, were, were they in that, that Charlie Sheen, Christy Swanson? Was it Kiedis and Flea and they were in the monster truck? 
was it terminal? What is that? What, terminal velocity? What was that one? Called? No, no, no. Uh, the, the chase. Oh, the chase, right. Or something generic like that. Woof. You're right. They're like driving yeah. to Mexico and it's an, uh, APB yes. like chase down the five or whatever the case is. Yeah. Henry Rollins is the officer Dobbs. Okay. Ray Wise is in this shit. Oh my God. And she's a big Trump person now, Swanson. Mm-hmm. Huge Trump person. Uh, which is fine. You yes. Can... Flea and Anthony Kiedis are in there. Yes. That's right. They're in a monster truck. Okay. So it's Ron Jeremy and Carrie Elwes. What an interesting comedy. It's a weird cast. It's, it... it's a weird cast. Oh, okay. Never mind. All right. Yeah. <laughs> a very weird cast. Um, all right. Where were we? Where were we? What number were we? On? Uh, that was my five. So what's your five? Uh, my five is the punt from earlier with Emily Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow. I, you know, Edge of Tomorrow, I think, is a favorite of the top ten show. Yes, undoubtedly. So she is fantastic in that movie and is great. And this was right at that time where people are really embracing how great Emily Blunt is as an actress. And we're seeing how she can conquer multiple genres. And when she makes this this slide into Edge of Tomorrow, this is the one where I was like, what? And then you see... Her ability to fight, her ability to do things that she does, and you're just like, man, this is incredible. Um, so yeah, so she's great in that movie. This, was it the Red, the Mistress of the Red, whatever it is? I forget what her nickname was. Uh, the uh, she was the hero of. Oh yeah, um, the hero of blah blah blah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think what helps to make it believable are those big mech suits. Yes. Yes, because especially if you haven't seen somebody, and then all of a sudden they're doing the most choreographed action. Yeah, unless they're really good at it, you're gonna have to do like close cuts and all that. I call it, you know, the Zachary Quinto, <laughs> where if you suck at it, you got to get that camera in there close. Yeah, true. And do a bunch of quick cuts to cover up the fact that they suck at the action. Oh, I hate that too. You, and they're so it's so obvious when they. Oh, no, it is. Once you know to look for it, you're like, wow, this this person hasn't. Or that the training didn't go over as well as they were hoping. Ooh, what happened here? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, um, and w- yeah. with those mech suits, like to see her the, running and doing like with that big ridiculous anime sword. Yeah. It all kind of works really well together, but it makes the action to me more believable because she has the aid of, you know, this technology. So you could take somebody who you've always associated in one regard and be like, well, if, an end of the world situation. Yeah. It, it made it all the more believable. Right. Uh, and she looks so natural and great in those scenes. So then when a quiet place comes around. Yeah. You're fully believing of, yeah, she can handle her own, like go handle a gun or have to, to ward off aliens to save her children. I 100% believe this. And I'd love to see her do more action. Exactly. The Angel of Verdun. The that Angel was. of Verdun. That's what it was. And Rose was her nickname. Wasn't it Verdun? Verdun, yeah, the Angel of Verdun. Oh, is it Verdun? Okay. I think it's Verdun. I'm trying to correct my pronunciation. I know you've listened to a lot of historical broadcasts, so fine. Uh, I'll, I'll see to you on the pronunciation. <laughs> historical broadcasts. Like I just listened to Murrow's old stuff. I put it on the background. <laughs> yeah. 1952. <laughs> Did I watch old reels they used to show before movies? I just put those on a loop. The world today. Yeah. Uh, here's GIs out in the Pacific lobbing coconuts at each other. Looks like they're having a good time. Like, okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, the best. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Verdun. Yeah. So somebody put it in Verdun or whatever. Alex Russell put it the way the place is said. 
Um, all right. Yeah. All right. So where are we at now? What number are we at now? Uh, my four, which is okay. the punt from you earlier at the okay. rock. Okay. Go ahead. Nicholas. A flawless action film. Oh boy. <laughs> it is flawless. the right amount of cheese. I think it's Bruckheimer at his absolute best. Bruckheimer and best. As a producer. Yes. Okay. They're absolute apex right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is just, it is quintessentially nineties without looking cliched nineties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Nick Cage all of a sudden, I think it's also a great role for him because he's not coming in as super duper ass kicker from no, no. the jump. He's, uh, what Stanley Goodspeed. Um, that's the name of the character. I remember because Godspeed, Shonner gives him the explanation of where that comes from, Godspeed, yeah. and the derivation of that. And that's why it's always stuck in my head. That and uh, VX Poison Gas, I know what that is. So when that oh, comes yeah. up, like I heard a news story about that. Not one of those old-timey ones that I listen to all the time. <laughs> it was a current one where they had come across, because it's a naturally occurring substance. Right, right. And then right, we right. synthesize it and make it, you know, <laughs> much more lethal. Because we're idiots. Why not? Uh, but there was a story out a couple of weeks ago. I heard it on the, I think it was just on talk radio. Oh. Uh, about it. It wasn't like some 20 people died. It was just a, some discovery of type of thing. I can't remember specifically, but, uh, yeah, I learned about that. But the speculation post fact that this is actually Sean Connery doing his last James Bond film. Wow. Is because he was a spy that was yes. imprisoned and, Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it makes for a great fan fiction or fan theory. Yeah. Um, and supposedly, uh, this is a kind of a pseudo James Bond movie that he's supposedly playing James yeah. Bond. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing. Yeah. All over the, I love this. I saw a good one a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, talking about the, the fact that R2 doesn't really listen to Luke and Episodes one, two, and three, or actually, pardon me, four, five, and six. Yeah. Uh, anytime Luke tells him to stay with the ship, he always just kind of follows him anyway, cause he's R2 and you're like, this little rascal. <laughs> it's because the last time he was told to stay at the ship was Revenge of the Sith and he stayed at the ship. Yeah. And he never saw Anakin again and his whole world changed. That's true. So he never wants that to happen to him again. It's like, that's an interesting theory. I have never thought about that. I like that theory. I do too. It really plays into R2, gives him more heart and personality. Yep. Agreed. Um, okay. But anyway, yeah. for the last Bond film that Sean Connery ever did, I think <laughs> it's pretty flawless. It's not a bad movie. Not a bad movie for sure. Not a great movie, but not a bad movie. Uh, it is a great for a summer action film. What else are you looking for? And I'm speaking to a guy that likes Transformers and Fast and the Furious. And you're telling me you're going to turn your nose up at a flawless. I'm turning my nose up. You are. I judge a Michael Bay film from a, through a different prism than I judge a Michael Bay Transformers film. A Michael Bay action film through a different prism than a Michael Bay Transformers film. Especially one starring Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. That is um, excellent. Continue. Uh, sure, sure. Um, all right. So then we're at my number five, four. Oh, so no, my five and four have been done. Okay. So, so we'll go to my three. Yeah. What's your three? Uh, my three is my one superhero, which is Batman with Michael Keaton. Yeah, I took it off because it's a superhero film. But yeah, that would have been on number one. That would have been my number one. Um, but yeah, please go ahead. Please go ahead. Uh, like I was a big 
fan of Michael Keaton as a kid. I loved Gung Ho. Yeah, yeah, Gung Ho. I, I still love Gung Ho. Uh, Mr. Mom, I was a big fan of. Yeah, good. Film. Late Shift, I actually hadn't seen until I was older. Night Shift. Then, or Night Shift, rather. Yeah. Uh, Night Shift, so it's just like, he's a great comedic actor. He'd done Beetlejuice before that, loved Beetlejuice. Yeah. And then he jumps into when they, uh, announce it for Batman and to find out, I didn't know this at the time that people were like, I don't know if Keaton could do this. Oh my God, dude. I was of age where I read all those articles and I was one of those people where I was like, no way, no fucking way. This makes no sense. Why are you getting a comedic actor like Michael Keaton, a wayfish comedic actor like Michael Keaton to play Batman? That's gotta be someone of stature and muscles and strength why are you choosing keep i was one of those people i yeah. remember distinctly and, and not writing articles or anything but i certainly felt that way oh yeah no but it was in the discussion zeitgeist yeah it was very all the people to choose and uh i didn't care i was 10 yeah right when yeah. it came out so i was like this great i love this dude he's gonna be batman awesome right and that was the build up and, and lead up to that movie is what sparked my Batman is still my favorite comic book character, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I started really reading him and collecting toys and wearing the t-shirts and all that stuff Yeah, from that movie. And it still lasts to this day. He's still my favorite superhero like yeah. by leaps and bounds. Um, so the fact that he goes from really one genre, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which he's only doing comedy to leap into a role that has very little comedy in it whatsoever. Yeah. And helps spark an entire generation of people that go on to, to kind of reformat or re, to change the movie landscape 20 yeah. years later. Uh, you gotta, you gotta tip your cap. It's pretty impressive. It's kind of crazy to think about because, um, both Pierce Brosnan and Mel Gibson were in contention here for that role back then. No, Mel would have been great. Mel would have been really interesting. Um, he was, he pulled out, he, he turned it down because he had signed up for Lethal Weapon 2 to do the sequel. So he couldn't do it. Made a great um, choice. <laughs> yeah, I love that sequel. You're yeah, right. if we would have been denied Lethal Weapon 2, I watched it last night. Yeah, yeah. It's on, it's on, uh, HBO. And, Such a good uh, film. I watched it last night, man. Diplomatic immunity. Just been revoked. Um, yeah, Brosnan, it was more a matter. He turned it down. He didn't want to do a comic book movie, which I totally understand back in 1989. That's not a negative point of view to have in 1989. Yeah. They weren't doing good comic book movies back then. I'd be curious to know whether or not they had Jack Nicholson attached at that point. Oh, good question. Because if you're turning it down, they've got Jack on board. It's like, that's a ballsy one. Whereas if you're first, they're trying to lock down Batman first. Yeah. yeah. Which would make sense. You want to do that and then move on from there. But um, you got to have that chemistry with your main guy which is the hero yeah, yeah right and uh i mean look would he look good in a tux pierce excellent absolutely always so, has yeah but uh i'm glad that they didn't or that he passed yeah and the footage i saw i saw of uh, him as dr fate for the black adam stuff they showed us at um CinemaCon. he looks great and he's gonna look he's gonna be a big part of that movie it seems like from what okay. they showed so i'm looking forward to it um okay so then my number three is the pun from earlier, Colin Firth for Kingsman. Okay. I love the movie. Man, I think it's a damn good movie. Sequel, meh. But that first one is really good. Okay. And the Kingsman is okay. It's certainly it's better fine. than the sequel. Yeah, it's but better than Golden Circle. Yeah, for sure. 
but like it's not it doesn't reach the magic of the first one. Um and Colin Firth was a surprise and have yes, um uh Taron Egerton is the lead, but Colin Firth is such a massive part of that movie um as the mentor. And so for me I I think of him first when I think of Kingsman over as ironically I think of him over Taron Egerton when I think of Kingsman. So I put it there at number three because I think it's an excellent film. I think it does, delivers a fantastic performance. And nobody saw what at times he's radiated, this kind of English dandy approach to things. Um, nobody saw that coming from him because I think King's speech was three years earlier. So um, seeing him step in and play this like brutal uh, mentor well, who's able to kick the shit out of people in pubs was out, out of the blue, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think a great encapsulation of that is uh, if you happen to go back and watch the Golden Globes uh, monologues with uh, Amy Poehler and Tina oh, Fey. Right. Great stuff. Uh, some phenomenal jokes. Mm-hmm. Some phenomenal jokes. Uh, but they have one where they're, who would you rather? And they're going through different male Celebrities like in the yeah. room or not in the room. Right. And it's usually like one of the nominees and somebody else who right. shares the same first name. So they do Colin Farrell or Colin Firth. Ooh. And uh, I think Tina Fey chooses uh, Colin Firth. And he's like, basically it's because the, it's the right amount of sex for a polite amount of time. <laughs> I think it's a great encapsulation of public perception of Colin Firth. Uh. <laughs> a gentleman. Very nice guy. <laughs> Has like a how we all view him as one specific way. Right. And then to do it, to take that and then add this new layer to it yeah. with all the action, it fits perfectly. He's an, I mean, pitch perfect casting. Yeah, yeah, agreed. To take somebody that you just don't anticipate. Uh, like if it was 20 years earlier, maybe like Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you need to take somebody that you're not accustomed to seeing in one regard. And then thrusting them into in that situation. Yeah. And look, Matthew Hasso, give me a break with Last Legion. Nobody fucking saw that movie. Nobody knows that fucking movie. It does not even count in the con- in the conversation with it wasn't even released theatrically, I don't believe, here in the States. It was released internationally, but it, it only came to the States, I think, over video. Uh so yeah, nobody knows the last yeah. legion. I looked at his IMDB, I couldn't find anything that were like, okay, that's that's clearly an action film. Yeah. And that's a war film. Um, or anything else. Yeah, Kingsman is a straight up action flick. Yeah. It's a, it is another comic book. So you do have two comic book movies. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're right. So Scott Pilgrim and this. I take my hits. I you didn't want superheroes. What you yeah, superheroes say. is what I meant. See, what yeah. I stress. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's your two, man? Uh, my deuce is, uh, the born identity with Matt Damon. Oh, fuck me. You left that off. I left that off. I didn't even think about it. Wow, that was like the after Neeson. That was my the second thing I thought of. You just give away your number one. Uh, nope, that's a punt from you. That'll be. <laughs> I'm guessing your number one at this point. I guess so. I give away my number one. Um, fuck, I didn't even think about that. Ah, shit. All right, I'll have to do some rearranging here. Uh, I mean, yeah. previously, like that, yeah. the close. I guess you would say is the talented yeah, Mr. Right, Ripley. Fine. Everything gets moved down. Damon is three. Fine. Uh, born. All right, fine. Uh, what born identity? Is that what we'd say since this is the first one? Oh no, yeah. wait. What'd you say? Yeah, born identity. I said identity. 
right. So I mean, what I'm it, going to do is move Sarah off and keep Will Smith there. So he's Sarah's done as my number nine. Will Smith stays on. Go ahead, keep going, bud. Um, it it kind of opened up between him and Liam. Yeah, it kind of opened up this. Holy shit! Anybody can do action so long as they get enough training. Right. And unlocked a whole bevy of stars now kind of reevaluating whether or not they'd be willing to do action. Yeah. And, you know, it also rates so highly because it looked so real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They grounded it as realistically as they could yeah. between the fighting and the car chases and everything else. Um, But when you're watching him fight, I'll be damned if that does not look pretty close to legitimate, even though you know there are things they scrubbed out in CG with wires and pads and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but his mechanics as he's going through all these fights, like I don't know how many hours he had to study and train on all this different choreography and even yeah. to build up the skill set to be able to do it. Yeah. It's just wildly impressive. People forget the time when Matt used to impress us. People forget, you know, the whole 90s is Matt Damon impressing us into the 2000s, early 2000s. You know, from Goodwill Hunting to Talented Mr. Ripley to The Born Identity, um, he just is out there showing you that he's got range. He's not just the Southie kid from fucking Goodwill. Like, there's a lot here. And certainly... Born Identity, which I bet he was not their first choice. I'm sure, I'm sure even what's his face who wrote the novels was like Matt Damon. So, uh, and he killed it. He was great. In that yeah. Movie. So, yeah. yeah well, that. you think it was like a Jack Reacher situation where the newer iteration is closer to? Yeah. I think they thought he was cooler or smoother. Do you know what I'm saying? And okay. I don't know if Damon was the one that they were thinking about when it comes to that kind of situation. Yeah, I never read any of the novels, so I don't know yeah. what the uh, written description of the individual is. Right, because he was born in 2002. So, yeah, he'd done Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron that same year, Jerry, Ocean's Eleven, All the Pretty Horses, which is actually not a bad movie, Finding Forrester in a cameo, Legend of Bagger Ranch, which is terrible. And talented Mr. Ripley. So yeah, and Rounders, which is great. Private Ryan, Goodwill Hunting, Rainmaker is fucking excellent. So yeah, he'd yeah. done a little, he, he was, he was just impressing the shit out of Dogma, you know? So, and then boom, gets this. Although I will say, yeah, I guess. So what I was saying before about Pratt, like why I kept him off was like, ah, oh, well, there was zero dark. I didn't think about Private Ryan for Damon. Right. Cause that's another small cameo. So small. one excluded. Well, it is. I mean, he's in the very last bit of the film. Spoilers. Uh, but yeah, so then I would have, all right, well then Pratt probably makes it on my list then. Right. Although how much of a movie track record did he have before? Did you Pratt? Say? Not much. Yeah. Not barely anything. It was just uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's what I, so anybody that makes the straight leap from TV, yeah. I excluded. I'm thinking of one okay. guy in particular. I was like, yeah. he was on a TV show. Yeah, he'd been on a he'd been on some some weird like she was in the Strangers with Candy film with Sedaris. Okay. Walk the Talk, which I'd never heard of. Wieners, he apparently had a small part in Wanted, and then Bride Wars, Jennifer's Body, 
All right, so there's enough of uh, he's been Money working ball. in films. Whether or not you – oh, yeah, he was uh, the converted first baseman. Right, right. In Moneyball. Five-year engagement, zero dark 30 in 2012. Right. Yeah, yeah that's definitely enough of it. He's been working. Yeah. Or okay. whether or not you thought of him. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Damon is now your number three? Number three, yes. All right, so what do you got at two? Um – Am I right on this? I'm looking right now. I put Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. I excluded her. Was she in something else? Uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, fuck me, man. Yeah. Well, and see, then Pulp Fiction. I, okay. All but right. Pulp Fiction, you could say, well, she's not part of any of the action in it. She's not. But yeah, I thought about it. I was like, oh, Uma, Thur- Uma Thurman, Kill Bill. And then I was like, oh, the, oh, okay. there's two. Yeah. That you could classify as action films before then. Fuck. Yeah, the Avengers is another one. Yeah, you got the Avengers too, which is not good. Son of a bitch. All right. Yeah, I thought about it. All right. Well, you just approached it differently than I. I didn't approach it in the first movie, I guess. I was more approaching it. There was a bit of a shock that this person did this, but you're right. I mean, that's a great point. She's been in a couple other ones. Yeah. All right. I'll take him off then. Son of a bitch. I mean, if we were doing a show about Best movies from people you don't associate, like action yeah, yeah. stars that you don't asso- associate with action movies. Well, congratulations, Michael Sarah. You made it back on, you son of a bitch. All right. And people are taking issue with my number one already in the chat. So I might have to remove my number one and your number, one of your numbers as well. I don't know. Why? Your number one was my number, like, seven. Yeah, but they're saying, hey, he was in Excalibur. He was in these other films. Oh. I didn't think about this. Um, yeah, yeah, my number one probably would catch the ire of, but it's someone you brought up and we were like, Hey, what about this? And you're like, you know, so-and-so would count. And I stuck that away and I was like, that's a great call. <laughs> All right, right. Great. I'll take it now because it clearly, yeah. Dark man, 1990. Oh that's yeah. Dark man. That is an action movie. So- you're off Liam. <laughs> Rob Roy, another action movie. Yeah, is that an action film? <laughs> It's boring as fuck. Oh, you know what, Cree? This is great. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take Bob Odenkirk. I'm gonna For nobody. Take Bob- I've got yeah. him on my side. I'm gonna take Liam Neeson off. Um, I guess I'll move Damon to number one, and I'll put Odenkirk right after Chris Pratt. Yep. Okay. So I'm taking. Movie. I'm taking Neeson off. Okay. Who do I want to put on? Okay, go ahead. I can't put him above the rock. All right, I'll put him after Nicholas Cage. Great suggestion, right. Paul Cree. No, no I mean, Bruce Willis because that was his first movie coming out. Yeah. James. He had a couple of comedies that nobody went to see, but people knew Bruce Willis for Die Hard. That's exactly. I excluded him for that. I was like, that was his first fucking movie as far as anyone is concerned. It's about being known for something completely different in movies and then making the. Yeah. That was our, yeah, interpretation, yeah. just reading the one line. That's how we viewed this. Could you make a case? All right. So if you're going to take Odenkirk, I'll take Krasinski for 13 hours. Oh, nice choice. Okay. Yeah. But I, I have Odenkirk as a possibility as well. I was like, okay. oh, that's a good one. I like Odenkirk. Um, yeah. I have a couple of, um, like a, a couple of ones that are on my side list, like Owen Wilson for, sh- for anything. Shanghai Noon. Behind Enemy Lines? For Shanghai Noon as well. Like that's a gotcha. action film. And then Adrian Brody for Predators. That was I thought about that too, but he is also the one person I think I'd recast in that movie. (laughs) 
So <laughs> that's why I kept it. He's not bad in it. I just, I don't uh, know if I buy him as this mercenary. I'd recast Lawrence. I'd re- no offense to Lawrence. Uh, you think he's chewing a little too much scenery? Yeah, he's doing his Matrix Revolutions. Zion, hear me! He's doing that shit in there. That's just too much. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little over the top. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Asso. Oh shit. Um, all right. So yeah, I, Bob Odenkirk, nobody fantastic. So great. Matt putting in Krasinski for 13 hours. Well, Good. yeah. Give me, give me a little Odenkirk. What'd you love oh, yeah. about nobody? I mean, completely out of the blue. I did not see this coming a mile away. When I saw the trailer, yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Bob Odenkirk? And then you watch the movie. He is awesome in the fight sequences and the action that goes on. And you find out that he's a guy who, of course, was this. And then did a complete detour with his life because he wanted to get out of that life, married his wife, had his kids. Um, but he never lost his skills because he was always vigilant that they might catch up with him, his life. Uh, and so when everything starts to fall apart over something really small, it become over a burglary, it becomes this awesome film. And he is great in the fight sequences on the bus. Jesus Christ. And then what happens at the fight in the final, uh, part of the movie. So just a great performance by him and very, very well directed film for the fine kind of film that it is, you know? So. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. He's, he's John Wick. Like he yeah. was out and then he got pulled back in. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, uh Krasinski? Krasinski 13 hours. So I had red flags all about this. Oh yeah. Uh, coming out, I was like, this looks like it's going to be terrible. And then I did not see it in the theater. Enough people told me, check it out. It's actually really good. And then watching, I was like, I can't believe I wish it, you know, for the sake of a movie, I wish it went another 13 hours. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah, I, I found it him and Liev Schreiber. Yeah. And, uh, or it's not Liev. It's, uh, the other Schreiber. Oh, the younger uh, brother, Pablo. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember who else is in the cast off the top of my head. I haven't watched it since I watched it originally. Um, yeah, but I was, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I was it, spellbound mm-hmm. by the story and I love the idea of, yeah, we're just going to follow this very, the, the moment in time when this happened. Yeah. Uh, and the people dealing with it, you know, boots on the ground situation and, uh, Krasinski's fantastic. You can yeah. see why he eventually gets offered, you know, these other John Ryan type shows. It's like, yeah, yes. you can pull off the action. Yeah. The, um, Tom Clancy one, right? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I, think, I wish they'd restart that. I thought that first season was mediocre. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, didn't they cancel it? I thought they canceled it. Oh, maybe they did. Yeah. I thought they canceled it, but maybe not. I might be wrong on that one because I don't watch it. So I don't know. There I don't a lot know. Of it's Amazon. So Amazon's got the money. They're not on Netflix. True. At this point. True. True. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Where are we, where are we at next? Well, my number one is who I stole from you. Okay. Go ahead. Cause I may have to add it now. Go ahead. Uh, Lethal weapon with Danny Glover. Yeah. Great point. Danny Glover. No one saw that coming, huh? Technically you could say Silverado. Oh, you, you count could. Silverado as it's exactly. It's not an action film in my opinion. There is action in it, but it's a Western. Yeah. And it's a comedic Western. Yes. Yes. Um, I was saying, well, okay. It's a Western with comedy. <laughs> Comedic Western means it, it's you know comedy what? almost first. It's Michael not. Sarah, you're off again. Michael Sarah's off again. So I'm, I'm going to put, uh, uh, Danny as number two then, since it was my 
choice. Uh, my, anyway, when you said it, I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Cause Mel, you can't because Mad Max was his introduction. We that's had, right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and you start thinking about a bunch of names like, yeah, but I associate him entirely with action. And then you go back and, yeah, you know, look at X, Y, or Z and be like, he's done plenty of action before then. Yeah. Uh, whereas Danny is television and smaller film roles and whatnot and was building up to. Yeah. Getting the exposure on something like this. It's true. Yeah. I think he'd done witness. Right. And, Which is good. uh, yeah. In color purple. Color purple. Right. Um, but nowhere near playing a buddy cop film that it's just pure action explosions and to make one of the more realistic grounded versions of it. And the dynamic between the two individuals is probably the most fleshed out and real. Mm-hmm. That I can't think of one since where I believed the friendship and camaraderie more than the two of them. And that's oh, yeah. been 30 years. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, he'd been an Iceman, Places in the Heart, Witness, Silverado, The Color Purple, something called a stand-in, and then boom, here comes Lethal Weapon 87. And he's 41 years old, so. Yeah, somehow he's on the verge of retirement. <laughs> yeah, too old for this shit. Too old for this shit. 41? Really? <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> so good. When was the last time you saw Iceman? Ooh, I love Iceman. Dude, I used to, I had it on VHS. I used to watch it all the time. My favorite. I mean, John Lone, um, Lindsey Krause, Timothy Bottoms, or Timothy Hutton, Timothy Hutton. Yeah. But John Lone playing the Iceman, I always thought it was a crime that he didn't become a bigger star as an Asian actor because that film and Year of the Dragon with Mickey Rourke, he is incredible as the villain in Year of the Dragon. He's essentially a Yakuza gang guy there in Chinatown. Oh no, I guess he's a Chinatown gang guy there in, in the film. And he is crazy scary in the movie. And in Iceman, he is fantastic as Iceman. He really never blew up. I think he was the villain in the shadow and then in rush hour, but never really mm. kind of had the thing. And I'm telling you, he's doing an acting class in Iceman and he's heartbreaking. I love that movie, man. I really do. I don't want to get emotional because I get emotional thinking about that movie because great. Okay. But why, why do you ask? We just asked. I, I just never seen uh, it. I saw that. No, I saw it as a kid okay. and I hated it. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me go on and on about it. No, well, it, but it's not made for that. That's one of those where parenthood, I understood, stand why I didn't like it as a kid. Right, right, right. But I have seen it since. And Iceman, I didn't like as a kid because it's not made. Yeah, yeah. For kids. I just watched a no, lot of movies. No, it really is. You're right. It's not made for kids. You're right. Uh, it's like any of those. Like, uh, uh, Starman, I still hate. Oh, Starman, right. With, uh, Jeff, Ooh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw it as a kid. I was thinking it was going to be some cool alien whatnot. And there's aspects of that. Yeah. But it's more of a discussion of like what humanity and yeah. a soul and all that jazz. Uh, it could just be that I like this director because he also did Roxanne, which I thought was great. I Steve. love Roxanne. Yeah. He did A Cry in the Dark with the one about the Dingo Ate My Baby. Never um, seen it. The Russia House, which I thought was good with uh, it's a good movie. Uh, Michelle it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer in it. Six Degrees of Separation. Sure, uh, it's a good movie. Will Ferrell, a Will Smith film. IQ, which is a sweet little role. It is. Tim Robbins, Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And then he starts to kind of fall off around that time when he does when he's a co-director for Fierce Creatures, which is the Fierce Call Wanda reunion, and then 
Last Orders, which I don't know much about. It runs in the family, which I think is the Kirk Douglas one, right? Or Jack? Yeah, Lynch. that is with the three generations of Douglases. Yeah, the Douglases, right? Yeah, with all the sons there. And then, uh, something called Eye of the Storm and then Words and Pictures was his last one, which I never mm. saw. Don't know that with one. Clive Owen and Ju- Juliet Binoche. Binoche! Yeah, I don't know that or Eye of the Storm doesn't spark anything off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know Eye of the Storm. That's with, uh, Charlotte Rampling and Jeffrey Rush. So more of the older crowd, I guess there. Um, but yeah. So what the fuck is Last Orders? Is that a priest one? Oh no, it's an Irish film. A, couple, a group of old friends reminisce about their lives over the years after the death of one of their crew with Michael King, Bob Hoskins, a bunch of Ray Winstone, Helen Mirren. Wow, nice cast. Shit. I should find my way to this one. So maybe I just like the director. Maybe that's why I like the movie as much. Put out quite a few that I'm a yep. fan of. True, true. Yeah, just, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it since. I've gone back and like watched scenes on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah. I've never sat down since I was a kid and watched the whole thing. Shepard! Shepard! Oh, it's so good. All right. Anyway, uh, was that our, I think that's our list. Somehow we finished our <laughs> lists. Matt, here after well, mine, uh, yeah, I just changed yeah. one of mine. I don't know where yours is currently. I have no idea what's going on. I have to move, I think I have to move some things around here real quick. Um, and then, uh, we have Mr. Hasso's list to read after yeah, we yeah. do ours. And we also have shout outs. Uh, so yeah. we'll get to those in due time, but first we gotta put our lists together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I've rearranged some. So the official, my official final list, Gone in 60 Seconds with Dangerous and Julia at 10, Bob Odenkirk, Nobody at 9, Will Smith, Bad Boys at 8, Nicholas Cage, uh, 7 with The Rock, Chris Pratt with Guardians, Emily Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow, Keanu Reeves, Point Break, Colin Firth, Kingsman, Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon, and Matt Damon, The Born Identity. That's my final list. So I'm going to grab the bongos. Um, all right. So the born identity. You said you had, uh, ended up with born identity as one. Yeah. And lethal weapon is two. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I have lethal weapon one, born identity two. Ooh. I feel like my name is bigger actor there. He's actually the lead. Uh, I love that you were pitching it and it was a movie that was not on your list until not uh, three minutes ago. Let's live in the past, man. Let's focus on what's the present, man. <laughs> That's fine. I, I agree with that assessment. He's, you know. Yeah. And he's co-lead versus actual lead. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's fine. One, okay. two. Um, yeah. I have Kingsman at three. What do you Yeah. Have? I've got that at seven. Okay. I've got Rocket four. You've got that at seven. The Rock now is at seven, yes. Okay, so Kings would win that in Point Break. You have where? Four. Well, I think Point Break wins. It's a four or five. Okay. Point Break, the Kingsman, and uh, the Rock. Okay. Um, what about we Edge? both have Bad Boys and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is my five. All right, we'll do Edge of Tomorrow. So you didn't put Pratt on yours? Or you didn't? Uh, no. Okay, well. I threw on Krasinski just to talk about something different. Sounds good. Um, okay, where are we at so now? We have, we have seven, eight, nine, and ten left to do four spots. We have, have we one done? commonality left in Bad Boys. Okay, we just we put have, it up there now. All right, that's fine. That's so okay. then what's your highest? 
Matt Damon, Danny Glover, Colin Firth, Keanu Reeves, Emily Blunt, Chris Pratt, Guardians, number six. All right, so Batman, my three. Okay. Beats that, and then... Guardians. Okay. And what's your next highest after that? Number I nine. have eight. I All right. Last of the Mohicans makes it. Oh, nice. Daniel Day. Way to go. That's some bitch. Always slide in at the end. All right. Jeez, ah, I don't even know how to tell the top ten. Yeah, I don't know. This one's going to be a word. <laughs> Salad. It's a great, it's a great topic. I just I don't know. know how. Uh, the top ten movies with an actor who never did an action movie before. Yeah. That's the best I got. All right. At number 10. What, what about unlikely action heroes or action stars? Top 10 movies with an unlikely, with an act, wait, with an unlikely. Nah, no, you're right. Go ahead. Give, <laughs> give us those sweet falsetto one more time. The top 10 movies with an actor who never did an action. Well, uh... Something like that before. Oh, wait. How about this? Uh, here we go. The top 10 movies with an actor who unlikely led an action movie. Yeah. How about that? Is that good? <laughs> sure. All right. At number 10. Uh, the Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> At number 9. Guardians of the Galaxy with Chris Pratt. At number 8. 1989's Batman with Michael Keaton. At number 7. Bad Boys with Will Smith. At number 6. The Edge of Tomorrow with Emily Blunt. At number 5. The Rock with Nick Cage. At number 4. The Kingsman with Colin Firth. At number 3. Point Break, Keanu Reeves. At number two, Lethal Weapon with Danny Glover. And our number one movie with an act, actor who unlikely led an action film is. Was um, The Born Identity with Matt Damon. There you go. Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Um, all right. Is. What's Hasso's list? Hasso's list is this. It says, Matt and John, thank you so much for choosing my topic. I may have done my list a bit different from you guys. Okay. Uh, in the more surprising the turn, the higher it was on my list. Ooh. I for, like that. That's good. For example, and this leads to my number 10, A Fistful of Dollars for Clint Eastwood. Oh, wow. He was already in a Western TV show. He just wasn't the stoic badass that he portrays in the film. So that's why I put it at number 10. Okay. At okay. nine, he's got Wesley Snipes for Passenger 57. Uh-huh. Always bet on black. Yeah, all right. Uh, I was already a fan of Snipes by this time with New Jack City and White Man Can't Jump, but to see him unlock some serious martial arts chops was fantastic. The movie is okay, but his performance at fighting elevate the entire thing. Eight, Gerard Butler, 300. Okay, I can see that. No uh, one had really thought about him in any other way. That's good. Okay. So Butler had been a sidekick in a few action films, but watching him step to the forefront and command the screen was incredible. However, a lot like Eastwood, the TV series Beowulf and Grindel uh, kind of gave a hint of what he could do. Mm. Thus, this is lower on my list. Seven is Brad Pitt and Troy. Just out of the blue buffness and awesome sword, sword fighting from a guy that had done rom-coms and dramedies. I also submit that the director's cut of this film gives more of his performance as the character. I've mean, um, seen the director's cut of Troy. Neither have I. Six is Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. I'm calling shenanigans. Top Gun is an action movie. Come on. Top Gun is, he's done like three action movies before. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to read the description on that hat. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what is that you say? He's already done, he's already in action movies? Kind of, but always sitting down. Top Gun sitting in a jet, Days of Thunder sitting in a car. 
This is the first time we really see Cruz step to the forefront as boots on the ground action hero. And obviously it works great since now there are nearly 10 of these films. Five, Matt Damon, the board identity. Um, okay. He was a huge fan of the books and Damon was announced. He laughed it off when the movie was released. He checked it out. Whoa, did May, uh, Damon step it up? I was done after the second of the franchise. It shits on the books, but the first one is still a fun ride. And it was mainly because of Damon, what Damon is doing here for. He's got Keanu Reeves in point break. Okay. Uh, Ted F and Ted is an action film that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this dude's next action franchise changes the landscape of action films, he will be immortal. If he does it a third time, he will be a god. Oh wait, he did. <laughs> Three, he's got Jason Statham for the transporter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I disagree there. Yeah. You know. Okay. But yeah. He'd seen Snatch. He's great in that comedy misadventure. The one highlight is Jet Li and Statham, uh, is the one highlights Jet Li and Statham is just a sidekick. Um, all the films that Statham has done at this point, you just don't get, uh, you don't see this gear. Bang. What, what about Ghosts of Mars? That's an action film. That is an action film. Maybe he, people classified as horror film first. Oh, that was an action film. Uh, okay. Two, he's got Christian Bale for Equilibrium. Oh, nobody. That's a terrible movie. And he's terrible. I, I don't understand people that love it. I, I've watched it. They're like, oh, it's the Matrix before the Matrix. Like, is it? Yeah. Did Rain of Fire come out before that? Oh, good question. So Christian Bale, huh? Christian Bale too. First of all, he's in Henry V, but he's not the lead. Um, is that an action film? I don't know. You can make a case. Uh, does it count? Does it count that he was the voice in Pocahontas? Does that count? I would say no. Okay, fine. Midsummer, American okay. Psycho. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, American Psycho. Shaft. It's not an action film, but Reign of Fire is technically listed ahead of Equilibrium in 2002, so you'd have to go with Reign of Fire. Yeah, I would say Reign of Fire then. Yeah. Which I have a soft spot in that movie, but it's flawed. I think it's a good choice because, I mean, part of it, if you remove a couple of these or you can argue away a couple of these like Henry V and – because he's not the lead. He's just carrying the flag. Yeah, I would say Empire of the Sun, you'd have a closer. Right. Because – but it's a war film. Yeah, it's a war film. So, all right. I like those choices. It's good. It's good. Uh But he writes, where in the Everlyn fuck did Bale come from with this? The kid from Newsies, the sappy guy from Little Women, the narcissist from American Psycho. We all knew he was crazy level with his acting, but this, this. According to the director commentary, aside from the acrobatics, Bale does all the fighting. In retrospect, this film is the perfect audition for Batman. And finally, at number one, he's got Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Yeah, which we had to exclude. We had to exclude. He says, I mean, come on. Fast talking PI who do nothing but goof off and try to get into Sybil's, Sybil Shepherd's pants. Right. This crazy right so you, turn after a few Matt rom-coms just puts Willis on the map for decades. And unlike some of the other films on this list, the entire film is a masterpiece. Yeah. And then he has honorable mentions, Swayze and Roadhouse, Cavill and Immortals, and Harrison Ford with Star Wars. <laughs> and then he actually signed the end of it. Of course he did. And then scanned this and sent it back to yeah. us. Dear God, I love the professionalness of this. So crazy. Yeah, so, so crazy. Um, but yeah, this was his reaction to the Bruce Willis when we cut it off. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, look, I mean, 
You interpret the list however you interpret it. Yeah, of course. It. That's what the fun of the, of the show. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You're the one that came up with it. So technically you're uh, closer to right, I guess. <laughs> uh, we right. just read it a different way, but thank you, Hasso, for that. It's a great topic. It led to a great discussion. I think yeah, we can easily you. see this doing something similar to this in the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now it's time for shout outs. Yeah. So we do this once a month. It's a thank you to all our patrons that support us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 at $5 and above. We shout your name out at the end of the month. And uh, thank you so much to everybody that supports us. It's meant a lot over yeah. the years. And uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start us. I got to bring it up here. Uh, I had downloaded okay. it, but now I can't seem to find it. So I'm going to download it again and then I'll tab it up. Or I'll just, I'll just pull it up. Um, sure. You want a second? Because uh, yeah, because I gotta find it now. God damn it! I can resend. I just emailed it to you, but saying on the download, you gotta is, find it. Is, here it is. No, I gotten more emails since you emailed, so it just kind of pushed it down the chain. Oh, someone humble that. bragging over. No, there. I'm just. God fucking! I get emails too, man. I'm so, I'm so man. Um, all right, here we go. Let me bring it up. Literally just got one. Didn't <laughs> delete it. Nope, got two. Oh, nice. Yep. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. All right, here we uh, go. Uh, we starting with Harold Beerold. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Um, who, who starts? Me or you? Who, well, go who, ahead. You already said okay. his name. So say it again. Give him the hey. full Roka package. I shall. Harold Beerold. I hope I'm saying that right. Mike Chaput. Drew Gorzinski. The Jub Zone. Hey, oh, Jason McDonald. Uh, Roby or Robbie. All right. Pele Cole. Eric Taylor. Deepak Mawar. David Steven. Andrew Robinson. Francisco Ramirez. Michael Bauer. Colton Thompson. Henrik Winterland. Uh, Callie Yonkin. Lachlan Skinner. Charles Kim. Joseph Curran. Fred Castillo. Charles J. Clark. Zachariah Kaufman. J.D. Francisco J. Torres. Connor Teal. Michael D. Dyke. I should say J.D. is Jeff Dickin. I apologize. That, uh, Tim Reimert. Dominic Greaves. Eric Bruin. Matt Simmons. Kyle Beckworth. Jeremy Bowers. James Petty. Nick Francis. Christopher Brockman. Blake Gaunt. Uh, Cameron Chapman. Alex Russell. Paul Cree. Stacy Flores. Luke Allison. Kristen Kurtz. Gareth Weldon. Timothy R. Williams. Nick Baldwin. JIC317. Matt Kearns. Cheney Taylor. Ahmad Ali. Darren Bush. Angela Dashner. Uh, Drake Fromsdorf. Josh Lawrence. Chelsea Lewis. Adelardo Fuente. Reagan Lovick. Rodrigo Valverde III. Andre Constantinescu. Steve Schalakabayer. Catherine Samuels. Houston Bonnelly. Roque Ariana. Maurice Robinson. Brandon Caridi. Marlon T. A. Z. Badfish. Robbie Prasad. Joe Farrelly. Ben Cartwright. Josh Murphy. Michael Orokar. Josh Sachs. George Menchaca. Dale Varley. Chris Consiglio. Wayne Murphy. Ashley Prowse. Johannes Schmidt. Sam Fernando. Kevin Fuss. Ryan McKenna. Brian Akins. Alexander Marzonia. Thank you, Alex. Garth Wizenant. Uh, Mike Barrington. Noel Kelleher. Jim Payne. DMB himself, David Mitchell Baker. Andy Ortiz. John Keefe. Kristen Smith. Matthew Lee Cravens. Marcel Behrman. James Trapani. 
Druins. Oh, the pretty Dan Nye. Ah, the man himself, Mr. Matthew Hasso. Mm. Seth Shearer. Andrew Marker. Chris Jones. Luke Larson. Chris Cabrera. Uh, Robert Haley. Hey, and Anthony Castlenova. And that is everybody. Thank you so much to, to all our patrons. Uh, you guys mean the world to us, and yeah. we hope you're staying safe. Everything's going well for you out there, and uh, we hope you enjoyed your shout-out. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, there you go. That's our list. That's our shout-outs. Thank you all so much for joining us here for a brand-new episode of the Top Ten. Those of you who join us live, we really appreciate it. Those are the $10 and above patrons. We do the show live every second and fourth Thursday of the month. We had to adjust schedule because I was at CinemaCon, so thank you everyone who joined us on this Monday live. But if you would donate $10 and above or support the show at $10 and above, you get that as a perk. Uh, Matt, where can uh, people find you and everything that's going on, man? What do we have to tell them? Uh, for the show, if you want to follow on Twitter, it's at Top 10 Show. And if you want to go to Instagram and YouTube, it's forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. So please hit us up over there. And you can follow me at Madnost. If you would uh, like to check out another movie show, I do one called Settle the Score or uh, NBA Action. I got Dropping Dimes, and you can find those anywhere you find podcasts. There you go. Uh, as for me, you can follow me at the Rokasez on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Outlaw Nation on Twitch, all one word there, and my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John says, and my podcasts, The Cinephiles and The Geek Buddies uh, as well out there for you all to enjoy. All right, let's get on out of here. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Have yourselves a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand-new episode of the Top Ten. Peace. Bye-bye. Ooh.